Hey everyone, Michael jumping in before the episode just to say that yes, this is a rerun. We are on hiatus uh, until next week when we will resume our normal schedule with Yu-Gi-Oh! 5D's coverage. Uh, and then after that, we'll be doing the last block of Batman Beyond. Then after that, who knows? Because we haven't finished Batman Beyond yet, so we don't really know what we're watching next. But essentially, uh, Peter was sick. And fortunately, he has recovered and returned to work, but, uh, you know, it did set us behind a little bit, so we're trying to play catch-up. In the meantime, please enjoy our coverage of Reboot the Guardian Code Season 2, because it's the last coverage of Reboot the Guardian Code we will probably ever do. Season 3 is definitely not happening, uh, and I'm only saying this hoping that Murphy's Law or whatever will prove me wrong. Anyway, enjoy the episode, and stay safe. Hey everyone, welcome once again to a Hyperspace Broadcast mini-sode, an episode where we do not talk about something that aired on Toonami, but rather something else, usually somewhat related to Toonami, uh, <laughs> and usually somewhat related to the shows that the mini-sode happens to fall between, but this time not at all, uh, because Reboot the Guardian Code Season 2 Came out on Netflix. Yeah, this episode's timely, sort of. <laughs> sort of. Uh, I'm Michael Doak. I'm Peter Eby. And, God, Reboot the Guardian Code. So, we have covered the first season of this show before. What's weird about this show, to me, is that all 20 episodes aired as one season on YTV, but Netflix, for some reason, split it into two I'm not entirely sure why that is, but the <laughs> the the maybe a last minute decision for them. I guess I don't know. Oh, I think response to this is terrible. I well, I think that the first season aired before it started airing on YTV, so maybe that's why like they got the jump on it or something. But whatever. Uh-huh. The point is, the final ten episodes finally got released uh, a couple of weeks ago. And don't say final. It's there's, almost there's certainly clearly... final. <laughs> No, there's clearly more plot the to be told. The response to this show has been terrible. I really want them to make more of this show. <laughs> uh, this is, of course, the show that murdered everyone's uh, entire childhood and like, just erased their memories of childhood entirely. They just woke up one morning, yeah. and all they remembered was being an adult and working a terrible job and uh, yeah, everyone, just disappointment everyone born and the- failure. Everyone born in the early 90s just wept forever when they saw this show. Yeah. And again, the original response. And, you know, <laughs> when we reviewed it, of course, it is terrible. Yeah, it's not it's, good. It's, it's pretty it's, bad. It's fun, terrible. For us, at least, because we enjoy Drek. Um, yeah. <laughs> or at least I do. So the, the basic gist of the show, in case you're not familiar with it at all, uh, is that there's these four teens who are hardcore gamers who are in a team together and they get into Alan Turing High, the most tech forward high school in America. And they finally meet each other in person. Uh, they go down to this mysterious room zero where their first class is, which is just in a basement. And they meet Vera, an artificial intelligence created by the dad of the main character. Uh, and they can go into cyberspace and fight viruses, but primarily they fight the sorcerer, for some reason spelled S-O-U-R-C-E-R-O-R, <laughs> for no He's reason. He's got the source code. Uh, oh, God, that is why, isn't it? <laughs> you never picked that up? <laughs> no, I didn't. I, Jesus, that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> it's bad. 
Anyway, he's this ultra hacker dude who infects the web with dark code. He's also <laughs> recruited Megabyte, a virus from the original reboot show, to basically be his shitty lackey that never does anything right. Yeah. Imagine your favorite villain becoming the shittiest lackey. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, also, the sorcerer, a notorious slob. Yeah, just... the sorcerer just lives in a warehouse that's empty except a bunch of computer parts and, like, a chair that he can knock over when he's mad. And he eats yeah. cockroaches? Uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Before, he would just eat, like, gross noodles yeah, and worms, with his hands, I guess. For some reason. Yeah, he eats noodles with his hands. Yeah, of course. And this season, they crank it up, and they're like, you know what's gross to eat? cockroaches and you know and what so we're he gonna outdo eating. vampires kiss because he's not gonna eat one cockroach that's for total wusses <laughs> he's gonna yeah. eat fucking two of them before the opening credits of the first episode <laughs> of this season <laughs> we gotta know this guy's gross and yeah that's evil. it's ridiculous uh so yeah of course the four teens are austin who's the kid whose dad disappeared and made the titular guardian code uh, his mom's dating a guy who works for the Department of Internet Security, which becomes a big deal this season. Oh, yeah, drama. Yeah, he is the Red Ranger. Uh, his alternate ego is named Vector, which is annoying and pointless. Uh, <laughs> Tamra is the second in this group. She is kind of like a blogger, influencer, uh, and she becomes Enigma, who's this stealthy ninja character. Uh, moving right along, there's Trey, or Defrag, who is a basketball player and basically punches stuff. And finally, Parker, or Googs, the worst name, uh, yeah. who's just a nerdy guy, and he makes shields a lot. Like, he's their hacker, I guess, yeah. but, you know, they're all hackers because they're all awesome at everything. And he, yeah, he doesn't get a cool offensive power. He just has to make shields. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, he does maybe... throw shit around now, but... Yeah, he throws shoals or whatever, but... Yeah, right, and they're like boomerangs, I guess. Uh, sure, fine, whatever. Uh, yeah, all, of the, all of the action <laughs> the of the one. show takes place in a CGI world that's representative of, I guess, the internet. Uh, and then, of course, there's live-action segments for the kids in school. So it's kind of like Power Rangers if someone just unearthed this not very good looking cg animation yeah and was like hmm we can adapt this into a show if the we just CG shoot a bunch of bullshit for... with teenagers the cg looked good for about like five or six years ago yeah it's not for very a good. standard show um like yeah nowadays it, it's like yeah well and in particular in design. there's something it's not just that like the thing is it feels like the complaint that everyone has about like the first transformers movie to me like there's this one episode of this where they're jumping through this clock and there's all these gears that threaten to smash them and everything, but nothing feels like it's there. You know, it's all just weightless, yeah. like nonsense. This just kind of happening. I don't know. Well, my problem with the first Transformers was all of them transforming just seemed like a whirlwind of random bullshit parts. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> this is our Transformers review now. Yeah. But yeah. uh. Oh, jazz. Yeah, poor jazz. Just getting ripped in half, fucking kind of unceremoniously. Just yeah, yeah. murdered he's, he's by the only Mega, one to die. Megatron. is also the only black Transformer. Yeah. I'm just saying. At least in that movie. Uh, anyway, so you know what? If you've listened to our previous Reboot the Guardian Code episode, uh, we actually don't have much new to say about this show as far as really what's wrong same with old, it. Same it's old. the same thing. Of course it is. It was all produced at once. Like, you know, of course it's the same 
the the characters aren't that interesting. I will be honest, I was more okay with Vera this time around. I feel like they actually figured out how to make her like funny and not just weird. Uh, yeah. Except for one episode where she raps, <laughs> which is terrible. <laughs> yeah, there is a whole episode about Vera rapping and then videotaping and- it. And yeah, they they videotape it <laughs> and release it, release it on the net by accident. Yeah, accidentally like, upload it, and they realize this as it's uploading. And you know, you could just stop the upload. That is a possibility, well, but of course not. No. Yeah, and, and of course, like they don't just want to stop this upload from spreading because it's embarrassing to see their friend shittily rap. But instead, she's r- rapping about details of like their secret yeah, mission. She, she's rapping about defeating Megabyte. Like it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's uh, so bad. So I guess we should just talk and they about keep some doing it. Random episodes. Yeah, it goes on for a while, but we should just talk about some random episodes that we found yeah. funny. Uh, I think maybe the most notable episode of this block is the one where the sorcerer hacks into a fucking nuclear missile <laughs> and threatens yeah. to launch it. You might think, well, that sounds like a dramatic episode to have as your finale. Well, no, it's like episode four. <laughs> it, it happens so immediately. And <laughs> they really blow their load early, to be honest. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the rest of it's like per- personal stakes. So that's okay, you know it doesn't yeah. all have to be world ending stuff this isn't the marvel cinematic universe but this is the one and only time it was world ending and they made it like he mid-season. had like a weather satellite in the last season or some shit yeah okay the geostorm big deal <laughs> <laughs> it's this fucking yeah, fair this enough. is a nuke <laughs> yeah no i mean this is and literally like the whole time you know the department of internet security is freaking out about it they're like we can't really do anything and they're just shy of just saying outright if he launches this nuke everyone's dead like yeah if right. he launches this Total that's the end of the world <laughs> yeah as we know it anyway uh so there's that episode there's also the episode where uh, megabyte infects the programming hub of a bunch of toy bees uh that children own and now you might be thinking that sounds compelling and totally similar <laughs> to fucking hacking a nuclear missile and potentially ending humanity and one of the things that's great about this episode is that we never see a single one of these b toys in person yeah. let alone see one malfunction we just have like news anchors coming up and being like these b toys are sure causing trouble they're exploding yeah, they, they... i guess <laughs> may have almost harmed a child yeah right okay they they scare kids and as austin says megabytes scaring little kids that's not cool (laughs) (laughs) this show is but and and also it, it should be pointed out that that's megabyte trying to prove his worth to the sorcerer and then when the sorcerer yeah. finds out about it he's like interesting like why <laughs> oh. what what's your goal here <laughs> what the fuck is the point of scaring kids with these shitty toys like god one of um one of the more disturbing episodes of the show uh doesn't come from the efforts of the villains, but actually of our heroes. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, th- this is my favorite episode of the series <laughs> by far. Uh, it's this episode where a side character named Sherry, who runs a website called Sherry Shares, where she basically, 
I guess, pimps Tamra's social media. There's probably a yeah. n- not offensive way to say that, but it's too late now, I guess. Uh, she essentially <laughs> upvotes and circulates Tamra's stuff to give her a boost. So in this episode, she discovers Room Zero by following Parker, who is so fucking he's just rocking so, out to whatever music he's listening to yeah. so hard that he doesn't notice that she's behind him shouting parker parker where are you going parker for like 20 minutes as he walks down to room zero and walks to the illusory wall yeah so she goes in and uh immediately is like oh this must be a video game and gets into enigma's suit or tamra's suit i guess which is enigma again that's confusing pointlessly uh and she goes into the cyber world and she's like you know doing stuff in there thinking it's a game so this happens meanwhile tamra is at this like i guess influencer conference thing yeah like she has to make some video for some reason uh, she's with... got to hang out with like jake paul or some bullshit. yeah yeah, yeah. i like, mean some, he's some... supposed to be like some cool awesome super influencer guy uh that she's gonna hang out with and he invites her to the after party by saying if i remember correctly uh let's continue the fun at the after party sound fun which i don't know why that (laughs) bothers me so much but it does no it's (laughs) it's terrible that's a terrible line that's why it bothers you yeah eventually everyone has to go into the cyberverse uh in order to rescue sherry as she like bumbles her way around, Megabyte captures all of them, uh, frees himself from the sorcerer's control. You know, there's it, some it, plot stuff that happens, but basically, all of this shit happens. And then Sherry comes out of the code, and she's like, "I get it. You guys are these like super awesome internet cyber guardians, or whatever the fuck." Yeah, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, we are." Um, and you can join the team here get into this pod and yeah, we'll yeah. give you like we'll make you a cyber suit they we'll, literally we'll say this own, own she, cool suit and, and she of course gets in the thinking, pod like, we're thinking like oh cool like a six power ranger or whatever yeah we're, right we're this has been the, yeah the, the new character for this season the, the whole episode feels like it's been building up to this moment of us getting a new like superhero character to enjoy the company of and it's someone who's like not super competent at it so maybe that'll be interesting right so they put her in this chamber and then vera's like i'm just gonna erase her memory of this (laughs) yeah (laughs) so they they do this they take her out of the chamber and then parker leads her out of the room and she just looks like shell-shocked like she looks like she just saw a war crime happen in front of her like and that's the last we see of her yeah she's gone yeah we don't see her for the rest of the season Uh, it's like i guess we can assume they disposed of her somewhere right i mean as you put it it's you're gonna find her in a fucking river like yeah it's so weird and creepy and like fundamentally hitting these two massive like rage buttons for me which one (laughs) is building up this big thing that's significant for the rest of the show and then not doing it uh even directly stating like yeah you can join the team oh awesome okay i mean this character's fine but hey this will be a new dynamic nope yeah fuck you we're erasing her memory and then just erasing her memory is weird like i don't understand (laughs) 
it's such a villainous thing to do and it happens and i i can't think of a ton of examples but it happens in a few things that the protagonists are like well we gotta make sure no one remembers this like men in black or uh the end of fantastic beasts and where to find them is kind of like that it's just weird to me like i don't yeah i'm not okay with erasing people's memories in a kid show especially like it, yeah, sure. you know it, it in other stuff it's like okay fair enough like it's, I mean, it's a kind of a dark yeah, subject Men in but... black is not does not treat it darkly whatsoever and is also for kids frankly like come on eh, more or less but it's still like it's not like fucking it's not agent j is having a moral quandary about erasing people's memory when they erase a guy's memory like five times because he keeps fucking up the story Uh, yeah yeah but it's it's still especially in a kid's show like a little kid's show (laughs) by comparison to a pg-13 movie this is a kid's show okay Uh, it's it's fucked up to see a character (laughs) Just her memories erased, and they're like, "Yep, this is how we're going to solve this problem." Well, the yep. worst part about it really is just that they—we never see her again, and the last we see of her, she looks like horrified. Like, <laughs> she looks traumatized. If, if she came out of the capsule and was just like, "Hey guys, what's up?" It wouldn't bother me quite as much. I mean, it would still bother me because at least again, appeared I feel in like the next weird, episode as like, a normal character. Can we at least know that she's not dead or like, yeah, you know, suffering from like why? Why have I lost? Time. was i abducted by aliens like what happened in those hours yeah. of that day i just don't remember uh etc it's weird um speaking of weird there's a point in here where megabyte says quote fair and balanced this is news i can trust which is who who is that joke for yeah, yeah. <laughs> is my question is that joke is that for conservatives? Is that is for it, lib- what, well, what is not that even that. Is it for, I guess he's the bad guy. Is it, is it for kids? Is it for the oh, kids no, who watch no. this? Is that That's like classic. just to sneak in a little joke so that the parents can be like, oh, haha, I didn't yeah, hear right. that literally 10 years ago fucking <laughs> constantly. Like, yeah, no one's it, made a classic, joke about like, fair and balanced before, certainly. Yeah. It's like Shrek humor, you know. It's like oh, he's sneaking a little <laughs> something for the adults. Yeah, <laughs> so right, right. We're gonna say we're gonna almost trick these characters into saying a cuss word. And then, yeah, and it's and a little something it. for the adults that is also completely trite and like played out beyond yeah. all belief. Yeah, <laughs> it really is a, a Shrek thing, isn't it? Um, and one last thing to mention also, uh, hexadecimal was oh, revealed and brought back at the end of the last season. And the be- first episode of this season, she is immediately captured. <laughs> so she's like, uh, "Yeah, we can't. Too many villains. We can't have Hex in this. Uh, you know, let's just capture her for the entire season." In the end, like she and Megabyte break out. Yeah, break uh, out of, of the- Virus Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and and you know, and so like they and they stay in the background as the sorcerer gets the main plot line for the end of the series. And it also, they bring back Shirley Milner for no reason. The original voice of Hexadecimal yeah. is back to provide her voice for like a handful of minutes. It's and she's ridiculous. Great. Yeah, sure, she's fine, but it it's pointless. She's it's stupid. Great. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah it's it's just 
yeah, okay, you're in, and then eh, we'll we'll get you back for the end of the well, season. Well, the thing is, too, yeah, she hint at next season. teams up with Megabyte, but then she can't team up with anyone that's kind of essential to her character. So yeah, yeah, uh, she chaos. gets locked up immediately. Great. Cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Worthwhile. <laughs> Worth it. Uh, yeah, couldn't they have her in the background and just have her be the, like, the central villain of a couple plot lines of a couple episodes? You know, it's, of it's course not, not that hard to imagine. <laughs> No, that's impossible, Peter. Uh, there's <laughs> yeah. no way to have anyone other than Sorcerer be the main villain, because even yeah. Megabyte is a fucking gets second shrift like he's nothing. Uh, but the the finale of the show is we find out something that I have to check the tape, but I believe we predicted while <laughs> recording that Sorcerer is indeed Austin's dad. Uh, yeah, because of course yeah. he is. We absolutely <laughs> predicted that about like 15 episodes earlier <laughs> yeah, in first season. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's pretty easy to see coming. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the Department of Internet Security is trying to like, you know, get access to the Guardian code because they want to use it. It turns out they had something to do with Austin's dad disappearing. Uh, Austin's like captured by the department of internet security in a delightful scene where Ugh. he's driven away in like a black van. And it's amazing because the music is really, really poppy. Like it's not yeah. appropriate at all, but it's, also... it's like the common, like it's the, it's the nowadays like fucking ukulele pop. Like, sure. Folky I guess. Kind of yeah. Bullshit. But the lyrics are totally on the nose in that the chorus is uh take you away fucking couldn't yeah. it, it somehow like it fucking broke time and it just is simultaneously the worst choice ever and the most oh, yeah. on the nose choice ever i don't understand it it's so bad it's a, it's, a singularitan it's, moment of pop it's culture like, it, yeah, it's like a parody of itself. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they really you're going to start playing music where they start singing about how you're being taken yeah, away. Yeah, right. While he's being uh, taken away, man. It's it's like fucking Suicide Squad. It's just yeah, what's the uh, most obvious thing we could possibly use? Uh yeah, I guess yeah. this. Except this seems to be original, so it's even worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, you know, He's taken away by the Department of Internet Security. They're kind of a secondary villain, or I guess like a tertiary villain, because Megabyte's the secondary villain. Uh, that nothing really comes of that, from what I remember. And he finds out that Sorcerer's his dad, as we already said. Uh, Sorcerer, they like find out how this happened, which is apparently Austin's dad was a guardian using this guardian code at some point. And he was infected by dark code, and then I guess it took right. over his human body. So that's because, what the sorcerer sure. is. Yeah, whatever. I mean, if if I can accept people going into the internet in some capacity, I can accept that, frankly. That doesn't seem too out of left field to me. But so so, so basically, the sorcerer is trying to destroy the whole internet using a cyber black hole. And uh, good. <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> and uh austin and everyone has to stop him uh the sorcerer is fluctuating between dad personality and sorcerer personality and eventually he sacrifices himself to destroy the cyber black hole and save the <laughs> internet good thing uh right and God, and the fluctuation between good and evil it's not his good. character is here's the thing 
Uh, as overacted as you can imagine. Yeah, it is. In but, a way that <laughs> honestly makes you feel pity for the actor. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, no, for sure. Like, like for real, like not, not, that is like a mocking way. Like, no, it's just it just kind of like, sucks. To, it's like, oh God, I'm sorry, yeah, like dude. He's Come on. Doing the best he can with well, the shit he well, has. Yeah, exactly. The problem is <laughs> that, uh, we, we talked about this last time, but there are a lot of super close ups on faces, uh, when they're oh, God, in the yeah. internet suits. So it's kind of like Iron Man, but imagine it's even closer and there's no real freedom of movement. So like anything that you do acting wise has to be entirely on the face, which just ends up looking really awkward pretty much 100% of the time. Like, yeah, yeah. Hair is a really integral part of acting for sure. (laughs) Uh, Excuse me. Okay. (laughs) But. It's awkward when you can't see yeah, a character's right. hair who normally has hair. visible hair. Right. They just kind of look like they're in a bald cap or something. Yeah. Like, so that's Dick. part of it. Like, Sherry, too, is just, I feel bad. Because there's a point <laughs> where she's, she's always... being, like, burned while she's yeah. in the close-up. And it's just, yeah, you can't do anything. In the... A close-up scream is never flattering, especially that close. Right, and it's not like you can cut to a wide shot or anything either. Like, she can't do anything but just sit in the middle of the frame and scream. It's terrible. And it doesn't help that the sorcerer just kind of looks like a dog I take care for at work. Why are you breaking (laughs) this up? Because it's true, and I ke- it was a real thing for me. Sure. I kept All saying, right. he looks like this, like, mutt dog that I take care of who's very sweet and loves to, like, chomp on my arm. But I, I for some, I've never had this happen before. <laughs> Taking care of a lot of dogs, I've never had this happen before where a character in a show just reminds me so much of a dog. <laughs> I mean, I think that if you're going to make this claim, you got to get a picture of this dog so that we can do a side-by-side I'll, I'll comparison. I'll send it to you and we'll have it up. <laughs> Oh, I've just... got pictures of this dog. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, we'll do a side-by-side comparison of Sorcerer it's... and this dog, and if... everyone will see it, I'm sure. <laughs> and I'm sure it won't make sense to anyone else, nope. but you're going to get it uh... regardless. So we end with Austin's dad piloting some ship into the cyber black hole to stop it from blowing everything up. And uh, his catchphrase, which is, and I quote, do what is right and you'll do no wrong. Uh, is said by Austin as like some kind of Zen Cohen, which it's, it's it, so profound. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so profound because it's like you know, it's like saying water is wet. Like it's yeah. it's fucking the most. Uh, yes, exactly. If you do a good thing, you did a good thing. Yeah, do what is right, and you'll do no wrong. So there we go, stupid. man. Come on, mend and defend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, defend our newfound friends. Right. Uh, and, the original reboot fucking speech made more sense and that's saying something <laughs> sure uh of course the real ending is that we have the tease that megabyte and hexadecimal are going to be the villains next season uh yeah on their own because sorcerer's gone now which i'm sure will totally happen i'm sure the I, show will get another season because it did so well everyone loves it i really do want there to be at least two more seasons <laughs> I'm not getting this show is so fun to watch <laughs> with you at least to like mock together or just just whatever like it which sounds soulless and maybe it is but goddamn it's fun. Yeah, well, soulless or not. I don't know. I don't think it's, it's that, that's harsh. But cool, uh maybe. 
Eh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but now I, I guess now I'm just gonna reassess my whole fucking life and enjoyment of things. <laughs> Thank you. Oh well, shit. Like I, I unabashedly love like mocking terrible movies at Mystery Science Theater or whatever. So sure. Uh, so that aside, this show. You know what? Probably not actually worth your time. Uh, maybe if you're no. the kind of person who enjoys riffing on something, you might get some enjoyment out of it. But really, if it is you not and your that friend fun. like riffing on something, <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, if you and your friend like riffing on something, and at least one of you has seen reboot, then you're in for a great time. Maybe Watch this show. It's a blast. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, no guarantees um, from our podcast in general. Uh, yeah, maximum guarantees from half of our podcast. All right, sure, fine, fifty percent. Uh, so next week we're going to be taking down another show that is for children. In this case, Pokemon indigo league the first season of pokemon yeah. uh that's gonna be a grab bag of 10 episodes we've been watching it and wow we will talk about it yep indeed it is a thing we will talk about but until then i'm michael doak and i'm peter eby and be sure to revisit us next week for pokemon indigo league grab bag <laughs>